You're listening to Indigenous Boom, a podcast by the Atlantic Policy Congress of First Nation Chief Secretariat, featuring conversations on Indigenous health, education, and economic prosperity. Now your host, Krista Thompson. Today on Indigenous Boom, I'm going to be speaking with Jack Daly, who is a policy analyst for Fish and Fish Habitat for the Fisheries and Integrated Resources Program here at the Atlantic Policy Congress. This program supports and works cooperatively with First Nation leadership, treaty tables, tribal councils, AROMs, fishery directors, academia, NGOs, and federal and provincial departments. Their work includes supporting commercial and communal fisheries operations of the member communities and fostering long-term collaboration and management with communities and First Nation organizations on fisheries issues. So thank you, Jack, for taking the time today to talk to us. If you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Jack Daly. I'm a policy analyst for Fish and Fish Habitat at APC in the Fisheries and Integrated Resources Department. And before working here, I was working uh, in a combination of different contract research roles for the federal government um, and for Memorial University. Uh, I originally moved to Atlanta, Canada about four years ago for my uh, master's at Memorial. Um, And before that, I grew up in Rhode Island in the United States. um, And that's where I did my previous um, degree as well. Um, So yeah, I've been in Atlanta, Canada for four years and I've been in Nova Scotia for the past two. What is it that you do here at the Atlantic Policy Congress of First Nation Chiefs? Yeah, so I work primarily on the on fish and fish habitat. Um, so it's in my job title, and it's also what I do. So I work with um, member communities and AROMs, which are Aboriginal Aquatic Resource and Ocean Management Organizations, to um, coordinate regional responses to policy changes that affect fish and fish habitat. Um, so that sounds like a lot of jargony words, but essentially um, when the new Fisheries Act came into effect in 2019, there were a ton of changes um, that resulted from that. And so my position is to ensure that um, our First Nation partners who we work with across the region um, can give their input and have a, um, and identify common objectives and priorities for conservation, restoration and protection uh, going forward. Um, So that's my primary job, but in the Fisheries and Integrated Resources Department, We um, all kind of help each other out. So I've also worked on the blue economy engagement um, and I'm right now helping um, my colleagues work on on an indigenous knowledge policy framework workshop. So a lot of policy, um, but also a lot of reaching out to our our partners and communities um, to see what's going on with them and what their priorities are for fish and fish habitat policy. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, so the communities learn about the policies and then they give input and then um, you make recommendations. Is that mm-hmm. how it works? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, and we're kind of taking a, a parallel approach to, to these topics. So one is to provide input for the to, to the federal government to you know have First Nations voices heard in this process. Um, and then the kind of second track we're taking is to identify priorities and objectives for Indigenous-led um, protection, restoration, and conservation of fish and fish habitat. So, kind of a kind of two tracks to both work with it with policy development with the federal government, um, but then to also identify objectives for Indigenous-led projects. Um, so, kind of doing both at the same time. 
That's great. Um, what would you say that you enjoy most about your work here? Yeah, I th well, what I enjoy most is definitely talking with um, the contacts I've made. So either in the ARAMs or um, at the community level. So, and learning from them about the, all the different projects that are going on um, across the region for fish and fish habitat. And then the other thing I really enjoy is learning about all of these really um, great concepts around sustainability um, or two-eyed seeing um, that I've learned here that a lot of work has been done by people here and um, across the region. And that's really helped me break out of my box in the way I was thinking before when I worked for either the university or the federal government, which is um, much more rigid and traditional in thinking and not very open to new ideas. So that's been a really great part about working, working here. That's great, because yeah, it's very important to our communities for sure. And, and how does this work really benefit our communities? Yeah, well, I, I, think, I think that this work benefits these, our communities, um, the communities that APC works with, in that it provides a avenue to present the, the member communities ideas of what should be going in this policy that affects their day-to-day -day lives. So I find with the government, they often try to present these policies as already fully baked and are kind of just looking for approval. Um, and ideally what I'm trying to work on is to provide input that is a little bit more critical and a lot more constructive um, to hopefully change the policy so that it benefits, you know, the communities that we work with, the fishers that we work with. And so that I think is the main benefit that hopefully my work is bringing to APC and our communities. In the work you're doing, can you kind of give us an example of a project or, or something that's, that's going on? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, right now we're in the middle of planning for our fish and fish habitat workshops. So we're going to have workshops um, both in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick um, in person. And then also we have a kind of a catch-all virtual workshop happening later. Um, and ideally what we're trying to do with that workshop is to bring a lot of people together to talk about um, these policy changes, which may or may not affect the, the work that they're doing across the region. Um, and then also to discuss um, Indigenous-led fish habitat conservation projects across the region for people to ideally learn from each other um, about what's going on. And so really to just bring everybody together um, and kind of get in the same page on, on fish and fish habitat and all of these policy changes. Um, so that's the kind of big focus of my work for the, for the fall right now. Wow, that's great. And if people wanted to learn more about that project specifically, where would they find the information? Yeah, so right now I would go to our website in the Fisheries Integrated Resources Department, um, but also we'll be pushing out a lot of information, save the dates and that types of thing, things in, in the coming months on social media. Um, so just to follow that APC, Facebook, Twitter, um, and those types of pages. Excellent. So we have a lot of youth who are interested in doing different kinds of work. What would you say to youth who are interested in, in your uh, field of study? So fisheries, natural resources, things like that. Yeah, I think especially in fisheries and marine sciences, um, there is so much work going on, both in the kind of heart of the natural science and the social science. Um, and so I, I would just, say to people interested in this to take as many kind of um, courses or classes or information that you can from a lot of different camps, I guess. So take a lot of natural science classes, take some policy courses, 
um, take some social science classes because I think it's rare nowadays that you'll only work in one thing. Um, you'll have to have the skills um, to understand, you know, marine biology, that type of stuff, as well as working with people um, and as well as policy development. So um, climate change must have a big impact on the sustainability of, of the fisheries. And that, you know, like you were saying, there's a lot of different um, areas that all can converge. And with indigenous communities, you have to know about traditional knowledge. You have to know about two-eyed seeing. You have to know about the communities. You have to know about their geography. There's a lot involved. So, yeah, I'd be excited to see more of our indigenous youth participate in this kind of study. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and hopefully at these these workshops in the in the coming fall and our work next year as well, we can, you know, hopefully put a focus on the youth as well, because um, that's definitely something I ha we haven't really thought about for this project yet. So that's a good thing to think about going forward. Definitely, and I I know that um, the the department in I think at CMM they're doing a lot of education with the youth and things like that. So maybe there's you know some things that you can get from them in terms of resources. I'm just thinking out loud here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, well, is there anything else I could, um, you'd like to add? Yeah, I think in the, in the fisheries department, we all work and help each other in our projects. So um, yeah, it's just a really great team to work with. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time, Jack. And I hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Yep, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Indigenous Boom, the new podcast from the Atlantic Policy Congress of First Nation Chiefs Secretariat.